Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Plus Ultra Anime, Episode 8. I'm Jordan, here with the beautiful, lovely, wifey, Natty. Hey, everyone. Hope everyone had a fantastic two weeks. Sorry we didn't get to broadcasting last week. We were on vacation, which we had mentioned in our last episode we were going to be. Yeah, we just didn't have time. You, you think on vacation you have time to relax and have fun, but it was an exhausting yet very fun vacation. But anyways, we got a good episode for you today, and we're going to get right into it. So, as always, starting off with the top 10 currently airing anime, you'll notice that Demon Slayer is no longer in the list because, unfortunately, it ended. Oh, heck. <laughs> unfortunately, we love, we love Demon Slayer. Um, we actually haven't seen the last two episodes, but we will. Anyways, number one is Vinland Saga. It has worked its way up to number one. It's always been in, like, the top three at least for the past eight weeks that we've been doing this, been about the top three. And then number two, One Piece move, has moved up to number two, which honestly is pretty incredible considering how many episodes of One Piece there is. It's still in the top, running strong, very strong anime. Uh, number three, Ace of Diamond. Number four, Detective Conan. Dr. Stone has jumped up to number five. And here's where things start to change from you know the past eight weeks. Uh, Fate Grand Order, which is the newest addition to the Fate series, which I will talk about my opinion about Fate a little later on. But it is number six. Number seven is Kono Oto Tomare Season 2. Number eight is Setokai Yaku in Domo, which when I looked up what this was about, it's like a high school type of thing with a really pervy like class president, lady class president. Looks kind of strange. Don't think I'll ever watch it. But it's in the top 10 right now. Number 9 is that weird Pitanko one. Again, I still don't know where anyone's actually watching this. I, it's not on Crunchyroll. Can't seem to find it online. But somehow it still ends up in the top 10, you know, every other week. Which is cool. And then number 10 is Sword Art Online Alicization. Now, that's going to lead us into the topic of Sword Art Online Alicization. Because there's something that I thought was kind of dumb. Kind of interesting with it. So season three, War of the Underworld arc will actually be split into two different seasons. The first half is going to be running from October to December. And then the second half will be back in the spring of 2020. So you're looking probably April to June next year of being able to actually finish off Sword Art Online Alicization. And I just think that's dumb. It's like, why would, if it's, if it's not ready, if it's not done, why launch only what you have ready why don't just maybe wait another few months get the whole thing done and then launch it all at once instead of disrupt the flow i mean it's just i don't know i'm i think having to wait three or four months we're the type of person that would rather wait and have all it together instead of like having little here little there and just having to wait it's like you said if, if you know that everything is ready to go out then just make sure that everything is looking good now. I know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're already going to be waiting for one episode every week. So, and, and that's, that's okay. That's fine. But then it's like you only get 13 episodes and then you don't get the next 13 until, or the next 12 or 13 or however many there until four months later. I think that's dumb and it's going to kind of throw off the excitement for it. Though I know there's other series that have done that. And I actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Fire Force is kind of in a hiatus right now. And they'll be returning with episode 12. 
I'm not sure if that is only a couple weeks away or what's going on with that, but I think they're kind of doing the same thing. But anyways, Sword Art Online starting out good. I mean, it's already in the top 10 most top airing currently aired anime and the Sword Art Online franchise is a fantastic series. Definitely worth watching, but I will wait until it's all out to watch it. I got other stuff I'm I'm watching right now, so I'll give that a try once we have all the episodes and I don't have to wait four months for 12 episodes. So anyways, moving on from Sword Art Online, I was reading an interesting article today and I thought it was definitely worth sharing. So for all of us Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there, such as myself, you know, I watched Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I loved the Duelist Kingdom arc. I loved the Battle City arc and I played the card game as a kid. I still play the game on my PS4 which is so much better because now I don't have to waste money on actual cards. I don't have to worry about people stealing the cards and I don't have to worry about my son trying to steal my cards and I can get any card I want. And, and the cool thing is about the game is I've actually like created the same deck I used as a kid for the most part, adding some cards here and there that are fun to use and have been really successful with it. But anyways, that's kind of getting off topic, but Yu-Gi-Oh is awesome. So anyways, there was an interview with Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! And he was telling us how he got his inspiration for Seto Kaiba, who is a phenomenal character, in my opinion. So here's his quote. He said, A friend of mine told me a story once. Now this is the friend. The other day I met a guy who, col- who plays collectible card games. I asked him to teach me how to play, and he just said, huh, Come back when you've collected 10,000 cards. I couldn't believe it. That was my best Seto Kaiba voice right there, by the way. And and um, Takahashi said, after his friend told him that story, he's like, that's perfect for this character that I want to create. And so he used that character as his entire outline for Seto Kaiba. And in the series, that is how Kaiba is. It's like, he's such a cocky, arrogant guy who's very talented, very good, you know, champion of the world at one point. And... He's got every card you'd ever want. And he, when he finds out that, you know, he, he finds out where the fourth blue eyes white dragon is, he goes, gets it, rips it up just so no one else can use it against him. I mean, just a boss move from the guy. Then he gets destroyed by Exodia, which Exodia is awesome too. But, anyways, I just thought that was awesome because Seto Kaiba is an awesome character. I mean, he even made his way into Jump Force, which is kind of, in my opinion, the collection of the greatest anime characters ever. Jump Force is a game that has its own issues and whatnot, but it, it does have its its ups and its good points to it. So, anyways, I just thought that was fun and worth sharing. Anyways, we're going to move on from Yu-Gi-Oh! into My Hero Academia because Season 4 is less than a week away, and... We are so excited! <laughs> We are, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch the episodes immediately when they come out, though, because My Hero Academia is definitely my top five favorite anime of all time. You know, if, if you don't agree with that, that's fine. But for me, it's, it's a, an awesome series. And just be, having to wait for one episode a week is going to kill me, literally kill me. So I'm going to wait until the whole season's out, more than likely. Unless the excitement, unless I can't contain the excitement and I just have to watch <laughs> More it anyways. Likely. <laughs> which, is po- which is a possibility. But aside from the anime coming out in just less than a week, the manga has hit a major sales milestone. The manga has is 24 volumes long and it's hit a huge sales record. It has sold 24 million copies 
sold to date. So big congratulations to My Hero Academia on that major milestone. That is a huge amount of money. I did the math. Here in the U.S., the average manga sells for anywhere between eight to twenty-five dollars. You know, so th- he had to had made about one hundred ninety-two to five hundred seventy-six million dollars, which is just an absurd amount of money. Of course, he's got his costs and things like that that'll be deduct- deducted from that, but pretty good, pretty good range of money to be to be raking in. Now, that's nowhere near the highest selling series of manga. You know, the highest selling mangas have sold anywhere between 300 to 450 million copies, which, again, if you do that same math, you're billions of dollars. I think it was like 9.6, 9.9 billion or something like that. I don't know. When I did the math, the calculator couldn't couldn't go that high. (laughs) So, man, that would be nice to be living in that life. But anyways, congratulations, My Hero Academia fantastic series and to me honestly it's just cool to see how much this series has grown because i do have quite a few well i guess i wouldn't say quite a few but i've got quite a few pairs of socks of my hero academia and t-shirts and you know when we're on vacation we're coming home in the la airport the security guard says to me next week man and you know i'm wearing a lakers hat at that moment i am a jazz fan but i do i'm a basketball fan so i was wearing my lakers hat because we were in la so obviously gotta wear the la lakers hat Anyway, so I say, oh, yeah, Lakers starting up soon. He's like, not the Lakers. He's like, your shirt, man. It was my All Might shirt. I was wearing my blue All Might shirt. And he's like, my hero academia next week. What? The- Wait, screw the Lakers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, screw I'm the Lakers, you. man. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, another time, this was about a year ago, I didn't even say, we were in the mall, and our mall has, like, the mall that we were at has, like, this little Harry Potter wizarding wizarding world inside of it it's kind of cool and this kid came up to me he's like awesome shirt because again i was wearing my all might shirt i i try to wear that on every single one of my days off that i have and at the time i was also wearing my all might socks so i had to show him those too and he was i mean he loved it so it's just cool to see that like wherever i'm going i have been like people have stopped to talk to me about my hero academia knowledge yeah yeah they're acknowledging how awesome the series is and it's I love that because it's it's an awesome series. All Might is my... I would have to say he's probably my favorite anime character of all time. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a big statement there because there's a lot of really good anime characters. But he's definitely... If he's not number one, he's, he's in the top five as well as the series. For sure. So, anyways, proud, proud of My Hero Academia. And, and I'm sure those those numbers are just going to continue to skyrocket. I think with the release of season four, the manga is going to continue to soar. And I think that's awesome. So anyways, moving on from My Hero Academia to Pokemon, which into September, into last week, they have announced what's going on with the new Pokemon. And we said in past episodes, as soon as we have more info, we're going to bring it to you. So we got it. And if you haven't heard it, here it is. So... Ash Ketchum will not be leaving the Pokemon series, which is good. I think they're going to try and try and ease him out, but he is going to be the main protagonist along with a new character named Go. So they're going to be, and that Go is G-O-U. So they're going to be two main characters. Whether they're going to be traveling together or just interact often, I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows if they're going to be traveling together. They might be. They both have two different goals. Go is his goal is to fill the pokedex and he did have an encounter with the ancient and insanely rare pokemon mew 
when he was a kid, and his goal is to try and find it and catch it, as well as fill his Pokedex. Ash's goal is still to become a Pokemon master, so two different goals. Ash never really seemed to care about filling the Pokedex. He, he was very selective about catching Pokemon, always letting Pokemon go, which drove me nuts. I That dr- drove me insane. He's always letting go his best. Let go Greninja, Charizard, Butterfree, like in the first episodes, you know. He, he's just... His his prime ape, which was an awesome Pokemon. I don't know. It, Ash could seem to care less about the Pokedex, and more than anything, he just enjoyed, you know, battling and trying his best to become a Pokemon master, which is fine. And I do think Go is gonna. I think we're gonna see a lot more Pokemon with with Go, though. I do think it's funny because it Go's goal is to catch them all. Yet it's the it's the it's Pokemon Shield and Sword, or, or the Galar region, which it doesn't have the National Pokedex. So there's going to... Shield and Sword bring over a thousand Pokemon to the total, but not all the Pokemon are going to be available in the next episode, which a lot of people are pretty pissed about. I'm not 100% sure, but I think in the Galar region, there's going to be about 480-some-odd Pokemon. I could be off on that, but that is what I seem to recall having heard. So... I do think also Pokemon or Go is kind of a, a name to try and promote Pokemon Go. They are just trying to promote that little cash cow as much as they can. And I and I just did not like Pokemon Go. But um, I think it's good. I think this is going to be a good series. Uh, his, his partner Pokemon is Scorbunny, which is the fire starter Pokemon from Shield and Sword. And like I said, I do think... This is going to be the way they kind of ease Ash out of the out of the series. I, I think it's smart. I don't think you can just cut Ash and Pikachu out of it. I think you got to ease him out. And I think that's the way you're going to do it. I think they're going to try and the story's going to. I think they're going to start off with like equal amounts of time, and you're going to slowly see Ash get less and less time in episodes and go more towards Go. And I'm fine with that. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but that's what I think is going to happen. What do you think? Same thing. I think they're just looking for a gently way to. Like you said, to get rid of Ash and Pikachu, but we'll see. I don't know. I that will be to me the best way to do it. So that way it's not like oh we start something new and then everyone upset. But getting used to it, not seeing Ash as often. But who knows? I think I think it's good. I would I would actually prefer them not to travel together and just that they interact here and there together. I think that would be better than. Ash having to and him traveling together. I just don't see that as a good thing. Um, good thing is this is so it, it is coming out in Japan almost immediately. It's set to launch November seventeenth in Japan, which is awesome. Who knows when it's coming to the U.S. and in its English dub? It, I'm sure it'll be here, not far behind it. Pokemon is is an enormous franchise, and I'm sure they'll be pumping them out here in the U.S. almost as quickly as in Japan. Um, and let that lead us into actually Shield and Sword, the game, which will be coming out November 15th. Now, there are some things in this game that I'm not too stoked about. So, like, I heard today that the EXP share is going to be an automatic thing now. For those of you who haven't played the Pokemon games and don't know what that is, in the Pokemon games, as you go leveling up, you gain experience points, gain levels, become stronger, evolve, all that. So... In the past, you would get an item that you could use, and it was called the XP share. In the original games, Pokemon Red, Yellow, Blue, it was pretty much the most worthless item because after your starter or your Pokemon 
would win a battle or kill or knock a Pokemon out, the experience he gained was split between all six Pokemon, and it took forever to level up. I mean, it was not even worth using. And so I never used it. And then come all the way forward to Pokemon X, if once you attached the EXP share, all your starter Pokemon still got all the EXP and the rest of the party shared half of the EXP. I mean, they all got the half of the EXP, so everyone was leveling up quicker. I don't like that this is automatic now because it made the game way too easy. And just for some reason, I don't get it. Pokemon has been dumbing down their games as much as they can. It drives me nuts. There's not going to be any more HMs, which I think I'm okay with that because, you know, Pokemon, the original Pokemon games, you had to use the HMs, but there was only five or six, if I, six, I think, if, if I remember correctly. And you had to teach them, and they were actually usable moves. Then you get into the, some of the other ones, and you have to learn, like, Waterfall and Dive and a bunch of worthless HMs. That was annoying. The fact that you're going to be able to use HMs as, like, almost as an item, I think. I, you know, it's going to... I think I'm okay with that. The XP share thing, I'm not okay with, though. I hate that. I think that's stupid. I hope they'll be able to turn that off or turn it on as you want to use it. It's kind of like Fire Emblem is done. They've, they've made it so you can play the classic style or the new style where your characters die and they'll still come back, which is taboo. If you play Fire Emblem and you don't play the classic style, you're weak and you need to step it up. <laughs> Anyways, also, a couple weeks ago, if you remember in one of our past podcasts, they have said that there is a Pikachu-type character in every single generation. They have announced the Pikachu version of the Galar region. His name is uh, Morpico, and which sounds funny in Spanish. Because, well, in Chile, Pico means dick, so that just sounds hilarious to Natalia. <laughs> so anyways, with that being said, Morpico is... He looks just like Pikachu, except he's half dark, half electric, and he changes from electric to dark when he gets hungry. Kind of weird thing. I have seen some of the other Pokemon that they've announced for the Galar region, and a lot of them actually look really cool. I think this is going to be a cool game. And I'm actually okay with them not having the whole national Pokedex, because that way you actually learn about the new Pokemon, and you're forced to use the new Pokemon. And it just kind of makes the game a little more fun, a little more interesting when you're when you're doing that. So I think that's going to be... I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm hoping it's going to be good. Pokemon... Uh, the last one that they did for the Switch with the Eevee or the Pikachu, like, it's it's good, but you don't have to battle wild Pokemon to catch them. You just throw Pokeballs. Just integrated too much of Pokemon Go, and I just didn't like that. I just felt like it dumbed it down even more than it needed to. But whatever. I mean, that's, that's the way Pokemon's kind of going. So hopefully you still get a battle before you catch a Pokemon. I'm not sure what they're doing with that. Um, also, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if they did, like, a... Like a Pokemon series focused on Gary. What do you think? I'm focused on Gary Oak. Mm. Ash's big rival from Pallet Town. Yeah, it would be good because he, I feel like he will come and we know a little bit of him, but not a whole lot. And he's supposed to be better and cooler and everything. So maybe it would be cool to see just like a side story of him. Just to see his point of view. I think it would be awesome. In fact, the only time you ever saw Gary Oak lose is when he showed up to Giovanni's gym and he was testing his new prototype Pokemon he had, which was Mewtwo, and he got owned. Other than that, Gary stomped all gym leaders, made it to the Pokemon League, won the in the game, made it to the Pokemon League, won. You know, it 
it's I think it'd be cool to have like a Pokemon origin story focused on Gary Oak or even Professor Oak would be cool at that matter. But anyways, that's enough on Pokemon for today. We we've talked about Pokemon a lot in the past. So but anyways, excited for the new Pokemon series coming out. Hopefully it comes out here to the U.S. pretty quick because I will be watching that. Now, moving on, Irregular at Magic High School has been confirmed that there will be a season two coming out. It will be sometime in 2020. They haven't given us an exact day. They did have a teaser trailer and a new poster that were launched with it. Honestly, when I watched the trailer, it was all in Japanese, so I didn't understand hardly anything. And didn't say a whole lot for me. Didn't show a whole lot. All I know about this is that it's supposedly... um, so, So Irregular Magic High School is a series of light novels and this is supposedly going to be covering stories number nine through 11. So I'm sure you'll have anywhere between 13 to 25 episodes and I'm sure it'll be good. Irregular Magic High School has been a pretty popular anime. It's not one that I've actually seen yet, but it is in my queue in Crunchyroll. Anyways, moving on from that, Isekai Quartet season two has been, you know, confirmed to be coming. Well, at least it's gearing up to be to be shooting out here in January and they launched a new poster for that and announced a few new characters that will be joining the Isekai Quartet and that is Naofumi and Raftalia from Rising of the Shield Hero which is awesome because I love that series as you know I just finished that a couple weeks ago and I cannot wait for season two and three to come out that is a phenomenal series and a phenomenal story and it's just different from the other Isekais that I've seen the cool thing about Isekai Quartet is it's a crossover between other Isekais. You know, you got Konosuba, ReZero Life, now you got Rising of the Shield hero characters all kind of mingling and, and mixing together. So for those that have seen this, get ready for January. It should be fantastic when it comes out. So anyways, moving on from that, Food Wars Season 4 has confirmed the release date of October 11th. So it's coming up in less than a week as well now the cool thing is so what they did with the trailer it's not necessarily a new trailer they just used this trailer which was more of it than anything as a recap of season three and they were using that to kind of just release the launch date um in this next season soma and arena will be going up to battle against the elite 10 the top 10 the best of the best should be a pretty good series. I think this is one that Natalia would like because she's really into cooking and she loved Bonjour Sweet Patisserie, even though they were very short episodes, like maybe two minutes long. So definitely one for her to check out. I don't know if it is for me. I will be doing that for sure. Uh, Food Wars has been a very popular s- series. There, You know, some people do say they are curious to see if this next season is going to do the same thing that... Sword Art Online Alicization is doing if they're going to cut that season kind of in two halves because that's what they did with season three. So we'll see what happens with that. If we end up getting any more info on that, we'll let you know. Also, moving on, Carolyn Tuesday. I felt like this was worth talking about because Carolyn Tuesday has been, you know, the past couple weeks, it was in the top 10, top 11, you know, currently airing anime. So this is definitely worth talking about. It finally got its final episode in Japan. So it's finished. Uh, there are 24 episodes have been done. And Netflix, right on its tail, has announced that episodes 13 through 24 will be available worldwide on Netflix on December 24th. So Merry Christmas to all you who loved 
Carolyn Tuesday. So, anyways, that's that's really all that there is with that. <laughs> but good news for for everyone that liked those first thir- first twelve episodes or whatever. The other half of the season is coming quickly. Now, moving on to a, another game. Let me talk. Tokyo Ghoul Recall to Exist will be coming out in November. Uh, November 15th. November 15th is going to be a big launch day. You got Pokemon Shield and Sword, and you've got Star Wars, the new Star Wars game coming out, which is going to be amazing. Which that'll probably be the one that I actually focus on more than anything, Star Wars. But, anyways, moving on to this <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Um, it's the first Tokyo Ghoul game ever to hit the West. It will be available on PS4 and on PC for those that play PC or PS4 and you love Tokyo Ghoul, this might be for you. For me, honestly, you can get online, look at the trailer. It doesn't look very good, in my opinion. It looked kind of boring. Combat looked kind of slow. I don't know. It didn't, it's not for me. I'm not going to get it. But for those that like Tokyo Ghoul, check it out. It might be something you're interested in. Now, also going on from that, and speaking of Star Wars, nonetheless, I was reading another article today, and I thought this was kind of interesting. So Star Wars is going to be getting a manga, believe it or not. I think this is so weird. You know, I've seen YouTube trailers that talk about, you know, Star War- what if Star Wars was an anime, and that shows you, like, the beginning, how Star Wars would be if it was an anime. And it's actually pretty good. It's 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 funny. It's worth watching if you, if you think that, if you like Star Wars. But So this is going to be called Star Wars Legends of Luke Skywalker. It's going to be releasing early in 2020, and basically what it is... It's going to be basically a bunch of crew deck or deck hands on a cargo ship that basically sit around, tell stories, myths, legends, and things like that that they've heard about Luke Skywalker. And they're trying to find out and decide if he really is a real person to exist or if he's just a legend or what's going on with him. I don't know, Nancy, what do you think about this? What do you think about Star Wars as a manga? I don't know. Maybe just because it's about Luke Skywalker, I will... I will give it a try but i feel like i don't know when disney disney took over star wars they just ruined it for me so i don't know i will have to see just like just like hearing about it it's not super it doesn't sound very interesting but maybe if i have a i can look at manga i don't know maybe i will be willing to read it but i don't know yeah, I don't know. Star Wars, to me, just doesn't really fit in the whole manga anime genre. It's it's already its own thing. I know there's comics of Star Wars. I know that there's video games. There's all kinds of other stuff that has to do with... I mean, Star Wars is its own universe in and of itself. I don't know. I think, I think they're just kind of beating the Skywalker story with the dead horse here. And t- I don't know. Time to move on. I... Yeah, for for major Star Wars fans, I'm sure you'll love it, but it's probably not something I'm going to check out. So, anyways, that's kind of it on the news and what's going on with 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 anime this week. Anyways, so we're going to talk a little bit about what we're currently watching and, and whatnot. So, we did finally see the final episode of Fairy Tale, and... It was different than I thought. You know, the very first scene, I mean, before the opening theme song, you know, Natsu defeats Aknolohia with the help of the entire guild. You know, when they froze Aknolohia in the fairy law, the dragon, 
the person version of him was frozen. He couldn't move. Natsu takes him down with the help of everybody around. And then it moves on to go on and tell basically the ending stories of everybody. Not ending stories, just kind of showing who's couples. So it goes a year after Acnolohia. And then it just says, you know, Gagiel and Levy ended up it together. Uh, Juvia and, and Gray had kind of an interesting relationship that's still nothing totally solid, but it's definitely indicated that they're definitely going to be a thing. And then Urza and Jalal, you know, it just kind of gives us the whole ending. It, w- it was a little different than I thought, and it definitely left it open for it to continue for th- again. You know, Natsu was about to say something deep to Lucy and then changed his mind, and it left us with that little cliffhanger. But at the same time, he did say, eh, it doesn't matter what I was going to say. We're going to be together forever anyways, now that we're all back together again. So You can take it the- as you want to, but it means we're going to be together forever. So... Yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's, we, we all knew Natsu wanted to say I love you, but to Lucy. And Lucy, or we all know Lucy wanted to hear Natsu say that. Who knows what Natsu actually wanted to say. He probably wanted to tell her he was hungry or something. <laughs> because that's just kind of how he is. But, you know, it, it, it's the one thing with anime, it's good to see them kind of end when they go on and on and on. Like, One Piece is just won't ever end. Conan won't ever end. And sometimes it's just good that they they finally end and you get closure on on the episodes and, and the series though at the same time when you get really into one and it ends you have no idea what you want to do with the rest of your life now so we what we'll go through that dark spot in our life when <laughs> that dark moment when we end an anime we loved what what were your thoughts natty on the final episode of fairy tale did you like it did you hate it what do you think in it actually i liked it i liked it i hope well i thought that it was gonna be more but i think they were just trying to move quickly and I think it was perfect because then if we were trying to extend it, it was going to be like just like going over the same thing. So I think it was perfect how uh, they were done with, with um, Agnolo here and I like that uh, even to the end, they were always a family. They, they defeated him all together. So that was a whole... Um, purpose of the fairy tale guild and what they were trying to teach everyone else that it's not just that you belong to a guild it's like you are a family you do things together you support everyone so it was amazing like to me it was awesome to see that all together as a team and bringing others from the other guilds to defeat and like fight for the same purpose so i really like the end i think it was good what did you think about the Mavis and Zerif reincarnations, basically, born? Because they, they said that their names, I can't remember what they said their names were, but it wasn't Mavis and it wasn't Zerif. But they were back, they met, they flirted, and something is going to happen. It because they deserve a chance. A happy ending. Yeah, because they love each other, but they were in two different spots in their life fighting for two different things so it was nice to see that they died together and then they were born or reborn to have that chance that they never did yeah it's kind of kind of weird to think about how that would happen because i mean they died right before acnolhia was taken out so and that event only takes and then the ending events of the actual series take place a year after acnolhia has been taken out so kind of interesting to see the take that they took on it. I, I like the ending myself as well. 
And like I said, I think it left it open for more if he ends up wanting to make more, if the anime ends up wanting, the anime or the manga end up wanting to continue on in some future point. It can. You know, it ended up with Natsu saying he wanted to go on his 100-year quest. So <laughs> that could be opening it up to more anime in the future. And we, like we said before, we already know that they're planning on doing like an origin story with Agnolahia, which cool. takes place 400 pla- years before Fairy Tale, the guild even exists, and I think that's going to be awesome. I I love little origin series in long series and things like that, where you just get more information, more closure about characters that you you've come to really like and love. and And I thought this, I thought I thought the ending was perfect with Fairy Tale. I thought it. I don't really think it could have ended any better. All the couples we thought would end up together ended up together. Evergreen and Elfman ended up together, and then Loxus. And pretty much every single other single lady in fairy tale, but the most, I think, like they said, Loxus and Mira Jane. I don't really see that one happening. They said Loxus and Kenna. That's the one I actually see happening. The one I think one series that I would not series one character I would like to see an origins with on fairy tale would be Gildarts because we don't see a lot of him in the series him itself. But when he does show up, you know he's strong, he's powerful, and he. And he's he's a really cool character, and I'd love to see an origin st- story with him because he's awesome. Anyways, moving on. So, on some of these that I'm going to talk about now, a lot of you might not disagree, might not agree with me, but you know whatever. I'm going to talk about Fate Zero. I try. So when I finished Rising of the Shield Hero, I started looking for a new anime to watch. So first, I tried Fate Zero. I watched a couple episodes and I just could not get into it. So Fate Zero is basically about people that are trying to summon like ancient heroes to come back. So like Merlin, not Merlin, um, King Arthur comes back and just other famous heroes in the past come are summoned back to try and help the person achieve the Holy Grail, which supposedly gives you some sort of magical wish or helps you helps you kind of achieve your goals or what you want. So I watched that. And I started going, and I just didn't like it. The They summon the first, uh, I believe it's six or maybe seven heroes, and, you know, things are starting to get going. And then the seventh or eighth, whatever, the, just the final hero that ends up getting summoned is some weird demon, and he's summoned by some sicko-psychopath murderer who says his, his goals, or not his goals, his hobbies are serial killing both women and children. And in this... As he summons this demon, he's got like a little ten-year-old kid tied up behind his, behind his couch. The kid's super frightened, and there's other dead women sitting in his apartment, you know. And uh, so the the monster goes over and unties the kid and tells him, you know, you don't need to be afraid. You, you know, you can go ahead and leave. And as the kid goes to the front door, the demon like kills him and like blood splatters all over. I don't know. For me, it was a little too much. I don't mind dark but i but when it's sick psychopath dark that's not for me that was just weird i watched a few episodes of this and was like done with that i fate zero i know it's a very no fate zero until i thought i was talking tokyo ghoul for a second (laughs) no it's fate zero and i know it's been a really popular series and i know a lot of people really like it but man that one just wasn't for me i just i just did not enjoy it i mean the first first episode's 45 minutes long and it, and it was slow, but it, it was like, okay, give it a few more episodes. See, second episode is where all that happens. And I just, after that, I was just like, yeah, I'm done with this. Not for me. 
if you like it, that's cool. No, no, no big deal there. But for me, that's definitely a no, no. I will never finish watching Fate. <laughs> then after that, I decided, what the heck, let's try Akami Got Kill. And kind of the same thing, watched a couple episodes and just, just could not get into it. It's about a kid that he's trying to join basically the army, but he doesn't want to go through the ranks. He wants to join and immediately be a captain. And of course he gets kicked out, runs into this lady. She asks him to buy him dinner, lend him some money, and she was going to be able to get him in the rank of a captain. And of course she disappears with his money, never comes back. So since he's got no money, he goes out in the town and just says, yeah, you know what the heck, I'm going to sleep on the floor tonight. So as he's sleeping on the floor, some rich lady, some rich girl, really, she's like probably 15 years old or whatever, says, hey, come spend the night at my mansion. You know, we'd love to take care of you and we can get you. She's like, we know a lot of famous generals and whatever. We can get you in the army pretty easily. And so he trusts her, goes in and, you know, he had heard about this, this group of people that went out and, and were killing um, the elitists in, in the government and and the other wealthy people due to corruption and and unfairness that was going on in 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 that specific world. So, anyways, kid goes back to his house later that night. Of course, the infamous group that's going around—I can't remember what they called themselves—but they show up and they start killing all the guards and killing all these wealthy people that have been, you know, kind of taking care of this guy for the night. And, you know, come to find out that night, the lady that stiffed him for all that money was in the in the group that is going around killing people. And so she said, oh, yeah, you know, he's you know, he's a good guy. We're not going to do any. He's not a target. We're not going to do anything to him. But the kid finds out that, you know, these rich people have actually been taking people off the street kind of the same way and been torturing them and whatnot. And so he ends up killing the girl that brought him in because when he goes into the barn and he sees who they have been killed, there were two of his best friends when he was a kid. And that's all, that's all in the first episode. And then second episode, he gets basically, he joins in, he joins the group of these, these like justice go getters that are taking, taking out all the corruption and evil. And again, I, this one isn't bad. It wasn't, I wasn't like, totally turned off to it but i just wasn't feeling it either so i moved on from that one that one seemed interesting to me but i probably won't go back to it 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 just again wasn't another one that just wasn't just wasn't for me so i decided to start with an oldie another a really old series that what's that an oldie but a goodie (laughs) a moldy oldie so I decided to start Fist of the North Star. That has been sitting in my queue on Crunchyroll for probably two years now. And I just never got to it. And it is fantastic. I love it. It's back to that same style of Saint Seiya, the original Saint Seiya. Your Evangelion, your Junus Evangelion, your, your Dragon Ball. You know, it's just that old art style. I love it. And, I, you know, I know Ken, Ken is in... Um, uh, was it Jump Force as well? So you know, you know, you get a little bit of a introduction to him. But it's a sweet series. I mean, it's kind of got a Mad Max type of vibe, or maybe even a Battle Angel type of vibe, which we will talk about Battle Angel versus Alita the movie in another episode because those were fantastic. But it's kind of that same vibe. So in Fist of the North Star, if you haven't seen it yet, you know the world has basically gone up in flames and very little has survived. And 
you know, so there's like a major famine, major drought, and everyone's just trying to fight for food and water and just, you know, struggling to stay alive. So, you know, all these, some of these bands and these, some of these bandits and these other gangster type groups have joined forces and they're always robbing, stealing people, killing people, taking their money, doing all kinds of stuff like that. And of course, Ken, who is, you know, that good guy, just goes around to see someone that's not being treated fairly and he takes care of him. And he's awesome. He's got a, he's got several scars on his chest that form the Big Dipper. And supposedly that is a sign of a bad omen that anywhere he follows, destruction, anywhere that he goes, destruction follows. So it's a great series. I'm not super far into it. I've only seen a couple episodes, but so far I really liked it. I love how when he, someone pisses him off, He'll do these crazy karate moves on him, and he says, you will die in seven seconds, or you don't even know you're dead yet, and they keep talking and try and fight. Next thing you know, they implode. Their body implodes. <laughs> and it's just it's just a cool series. I mean, he's, he did another one. He stuck his fingers in this guy's temple, and he's like, he's like, after I pull my fingers out, you will have 20 seconds to live. But it's such a, like an old style. It's just cool, and it's just a fun series. I can't. I'm gonna be doing this one for the next couple weeks, so you'll hear more about Fist of the North Star as we go along. But a great, great kind of a throwback anime that so far I think is worth checking out. And obviously, it's one of the classics. Like I said, Ken made it into Jump Jump Force, so that's saying something good for it. So, anyways. Did you want to say anything about that last episode of Fruits Basket you watched? So there was one more episode of Fruits Basket that Natty was not expecting. And she watched that and was very surprised and like almost giddy after the end of the episode. Would you like to say anything about it? Oh, it was just fun because uh, we got to see a sneak peek of uh, Rio. So the new... She's the, the horse, the horse. Right? Uh-huh. So it's a new... Um, the new character that they're going to be adding well it's original from the manga but we're going to be able to see it to come to life yes so it's just exciting i'm super excited for next um spring it's coming yeah supposedly so they haven't given an exact date but spring 2020 is when we're expecting it so i'm just excited to see the rest of the manga coming to life like i said Uh, it's just been cool i think they did an amazing job i like it I love it, actually. <laughs> awesome. So, anyways, we did not. We are not caught up on um, Demon Slayer, so we don't have. We'll talk about that next week. And Doctor Stone, we're a little bit behind as well on that, so we'll catch up on those this week and give you our opinions on the latest episodes of that next week. So, anyways, that's what we want to talk to you about today. Hopefully, you enjoyed the episode. If you are new to the new to the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Really hope you keep coming back and want to keep listening. We really appreciate the support. And also, if you wouldn't mind supporting us by giving us a five-star review, tell us what you like about the anime. We'll read it out loud next week. Nobody's done it yet, but, you know, we'll read it in the next anime or in the next podcast. We'll read, you know, what you, what you say you like about it. It's got to be a five-star review, though, for us to read it. <laughs> so... And it's a good way to help us grow, you know, with more five-star reviews and all that. We'll grow a lot faster. So please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Also, check us out on Twitter and Instagram where we post anime stuff as often as we can. So 
Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.